Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode 27 of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Lynn. And today's episode, I think, really comes at an important time. Um, If you've been on social media at all, um, you've probably seen that the law enforcement community has just gone through a lot the past couple weeks. And today I want to talk about three ways to support your spouse after a critical incident. And these are going to be three immediate ways that you can get started. Um, Towards the end of the podcast today, I am going to mention a few other places that you can get resources, but I'm also going to link to different articles and accounts in the show notes and the podcast blog post so that you can find other resources um, because this is not a podcast of like the end-all be-all type of tools. I want to provide you with what you need. Every incident is going to, going to be different. Um, sometimes these are just things regarding trauma from the job. And so I want to be sure that you have the resources that you need. So first, let me say that just because our loved ones are in law enforcement, it does not mean that they'll experience a critical incident. I don't want to scare anybody. This podcast and blog post are meant to just provide tools for those who need it or may need it. And yes, critical incidents are a possibility, but it's not a given. Um, So I don't want anyone to walk around fearful that this is going to happen to them or um, wonder, you know, when this is going to happen. Um, Yes, our spouses are around um, much more negativity than the average person and the average citizen and even probably what you and I see unless we're in that field. But um, again, I just want to put this out there because I know that there are people who do need it right now. And, you know, sometimes trauma occurs um, to the department as a whole, a community as a whole, um, or maybe your your spouse's partner or coworker experienced trauma, and they still want to find ways to be there for them. Um, So I think in today's podcast, no matter what your situation is, you'll be able to take something away from it Um, because a critical incident or trauma, it still leaves someone with a wound. And whether a critical incident has occurred for you, your spouse, your family, or you just want to be mentally prepared now, knowing that you could help someone else in the future. Maybe it's not you and your spouse, but maybe it's a friend or a coworker. Then um, I want you to have the tools to be resilient. And that's the biggest takeaway here is that we want to be resilient to um, these incidents when they occur. Taking action now and meeting someone where they're at after a critical incident is important for mentally and physically recovering from this event and moving through this circumstance. Um, Knowing where to get help, what immediate steps to take and when you should take them is really vital for working through a critical incident, even hours, days, weeks, and even months after it happens. So let's talk about three immediate ways to support your spouse after a critical incident. And yes, this is primarily for the spouse, but keep in mind too, like I said earlier, 
This could be for a friend, a coworker. Maybe your spouse needs these tools for helping a friend or coworker. Um, these tools are not just um, exclusive to the spouse. So first is validate how this person is feeling. Acknowledge that what they went through was hard or scary or devastating. Um, acknowledge that their feelings exist. And while you may not have the same exact feelings as them, and maybe you do, but even if you don't have the same exact feelings as them, or maybe you can't exactly relate because you haven't been through um, the exact shoes that they're walking through, just knowing that someone else is trying to understand what you're going through can be a big weight off of their shoulders. So first and foremost, just validate how they're feeling. Normalize those feelings that what they're going through is, um, it matters. It matters what they're going through. All right, next is a big one. It's letting them know that you're willing to listen whenever they're ready to talk. And we've talked about this on other podcasts before about how anyone, but especially first responders, sometimes they're not ready to talk about it right when it happens. And that's normal. It's normal for our loved ones or spouses in law enforcement to take time to process what happened and talk about it days, weeks, or maybe even months later. But letting them know that you're there, not pestering it, not bringing it up a hundred times, but when appropriate, letting them know that you're you're there for them, you support them, you want to listen to them. You're not saying that you're going to fix it for them because you don't have to fix it. Sometimes you just can't fix it and that is okay. But having someone that they know that they can go to, that you're ready to talk whenever they are. Maybe it's 10 o'clock at night, um, maybe it's five o'clock in the morning. Maybe, um, you know, you turn off the TV or it's been a long day after work and something else was triggering that made them want to talk about this incident. And um, you are going to be there and you are going to show up and you're going to drop what you're doing within reason, but drop what you're doing to say, yep, I'm ready to listen. And I want to hear you talk about this. And don't interrupt, don't, um, again, try to fix the problem. Just listen to their words, um, maybe to their behavior or demeanor, and um, really care and validate how they're feeling. Next is the third and final way that you can give immediate support to your spouse after a critical incident is encourage them to talk with others. I think it can be really hard to swallow sometimes that our loved ones need to talk with other people besides us sometimes. And I will give that little, you know, disclaimer that we don't want it to be someone of the opposite sex that they're leaning into or anything like that. But it's important for them to talk with other people who are maybe neutral or maybe went through the same or similar circumstance. So this could be with um, a coworker. Maybe that coworker went through the same trauma that they did, um, especially if it happens to be 
losing a coworker on the, in the line of duty, talking with someone else from work um, who truly understands can be very beneficial for them. Also encourage the utilization of peer support within the department. There are, um, I would hope every department has some sort of peer support program in place where they can talk with people in a judge-free zone. Um, so they should also usually, um, I'm surprised, but lately I've talked with a few spouses where they say their significant other wasn't even like debriefed um, fully after a critical incident work. I hope that's not the case, but if it is, then um, making sure that there's some um, one that they can talk to for a debriefing. Um, if not, then I'm going to link to other um, trusted sources of peer support that are outside of your spouse's department that they can talk to. Um, this is also a you know an okay time for your loved one to seek maybe a pastor or counseling. And there are so many counselors that have experience working with military and first responders. I'm also going to link the Life Giver directory because you can search for counselors that um, do have experience and you can search by where you live. And a lot of people have success that way where they can find someone to talk to virtually that's in their network. And so it's really important to speak to professional if um, your spouse needs that and encourage them to do so. Um, I will also link to um, Under the Shield. I had Susan Simmons on a few weeks ago in the podcast and they provide anonymous free stress coaching. And it's different from counselors, but they have experience in the first responder field and have so much experience with dealing with critical incidents. And it's not just for the person that went through the critical incident. It can be um, the spouse, the family member, everyone is available to use their resources. So I wanted to put those out there and be sure to share some of these resources with you guys because I do have them places on my website and have mentioned them on social media before, but sometimes it can be hard when you're going through something to kind of fish through. So I wanted a place where we could put all of these resources, as many of them, in one central location in this blog post so that you can easily come back to it if you need to. So again, the three immediate ways to support your spouse after a critical incident is validate how they're feeling, let them know you're willing and able and ready to listen whenever they're ready to talk, and encourage them to talk with others, not just you, but others if needed. Um, so I hope that this really helps anyone who needs these resources now or in the future. Um, and I am truly, truly, truly praying for this community because I know that we have a lot of heavy hearts right now and it seems to go in waves, but we have a lot of heavy hearts right now and um, I'm walking this along with you and I have these feelings too and it's not always easy to navigate and I just want you guys to know that um, you have someone else that understands and I get it. So 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you like today's episode and past episodes, please be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you need more support as a spouse, be sure to check out my books, The Peacemaker's Wife and my newest book, Proud Police Wife, 90 Devotions for Women Behind the Badge. And you can grab those on Amazon.